Thank you for listening to the Adult and Teen Challenge of the Upper Cumberland podcast. A message from Pastor Tim McLaughlin. Got your Bible. You can go to 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 through 8 says, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, one mediator between God and men, that man, Christ Jesus, who gave Himself a ransom, all men to be testified in due time, whereunto I am ordained a preacher and an apostle. I speak the truth in Christ and not a lie, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and verity. I will therefore that all men, all men everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Paul says to young Timothy, a young minister of the gospel, he said, I desire that all men everywhere lift up holy hands. We've got everything in the world right there. Verse 4 says, we who will have all men to be saved, to come to a knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, one mediator, man Jesus Christ, who gave Himself a ransom. If that can't get you out of your seat and get your hands lifted up, I tell you, we got a problem in the church today. We ought to be able to jump up, shout, I don't care if it's an organ, if it's a piano, if it's a banjo, if it's just somebody singing a cappella or a brother up here an acoustic guitar, you need to jump up and give praise to God. And David so loved the Lord that David would get up and David would just worship the Lord and he didn't care what anybody thought. Even his wife said, how dare you jump around like that? And he said, I don't care. My God is worthy. And I don't care what anybody else has to say. All men is referring to all humanity. Each and every one of us. Jesus died that none should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He died for you. And all we have to do, all we need to do is A, accept Him as our Lord and Savior, and B, worship Him. He gives us some basic instructions. He says we need to pray that all humanity, we need to desire that all humanity would be saved. We need for all who are saved to testify. All need, that are saved need to testify. And we need to desire that all humanity would worship God without wrath and without doubt. He says, I desire that all men everywhere pray, lifting up hands without wrath and without doubt. See, this is the deal. The design of of this Christian religion that we're part of is to promote prayer, fellowship with God in all humanity. Not to promote division. The Christian lifestyle is what God's called us to, not denomination. You show me one place in the Bible, you just show me one, and I'll change my preaching style, but until then, I'm going to keep on preaching the same thing. I don't care if you're Baptist, Methodist, Church of Christ, Pentecostal. I don't care what you are. If you're a child of God, we've got a responsibility. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18 says, Praying always with all prayer, supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication. For who? For all saints. For you. All saints. If you're a child of God, if you're born again, you are a saint of God. 
Saint does not mean Mother Teresa only. Saint does not mean Billy Graham only. Saint means if I'm a child of God, God has cleansed me, He has renewed my mind, and He has called me to be a saint so I could go out and I could share my testimony with other people so that they would come to the same saving knowledge that I am. Paul says all saints, not just a certain church, not just a certain denomination, but all saints, all born-again believers. He said, I would pray that you that are not born again would get born again. Jesus said in John 3.16 that whosoever, He doesn't leave anybody out, whosoever should call upon the name of the Lord, whosoever believes in Him should not perish, whosoever means all. All. Church, what I'm trying to get across to you tonight, Jesus did not lay down His life for one denomination. But He laid down His life for all humanity. We need to get our eyes from being inward focused to being outward focused. We need to stop judging and stop condemning others and start fearing God. 1 Timothy 2.8 says, I will therefore that all men pray everywhere lifting holy hands without wrath and doubting. Wrath. Wrath is a Greek word, orge, which means anger exhibited punishment. Anger exhibited punishment. And then the word doubting is a Greek word meaning hesitation, disputing, or arguing. When we, the church, the big C church, the Christian church around the world, when we, the church of Jesus Christ, argue, judge, and condemn other denominations, we're not hurting the other denominations. We're hurting the Christian church. When I start talking about the church across the street and what they're doing, and I'm talking to someone that doesn't know Jesus, I've just driven that person farther away from Jesus. I don't care if they don't do it the way you do it. I don't care if they stand and they clap and they shout and they run and they get all excited and that's not your style. That's alright. It doesn't offend me. I don't care if they have a piano or if they sing a cappella. I don't care if they got electric guitar and drums. This is the deal. Are they preaching the truth of the, of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Because if they're preaching the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that's all that matters. Teen Challenge, we're a non-denominational ministry. Revival truly does mean to awaken. But what we need to have is a revival not only so that the church would awaken and be stirred, but that all humanity would be stirred. Those in authority, those in bondage, those that are lost, those that are backslidden, that they would all awaken, lift up holy hands, and cry out to a holy God. Man, I hate that we had to move it inside. Because I would have loved to have made a bunch of noise in that parking lot and let everybody in this community see a bunch of Christian people standing with their hands raised, crying out to a holy God, having them look over at me and say, Brother, are you out of your stinking mind? Yes. Yes. My mind is gone, but now I have the mind of Christ. The Bible tells us in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 8-13, through 13, He says, Finally, be ye all of one mind, having compassion one for another. Love as brethren. Be pitiful, be courteous, not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but counterwise blessing, knowing that you are thereunto called that you should inherit a blessing. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil. Man, that right there, that, that, that knocks out half the church. Let him refrain his tongue from evil, his lips that speak no guile. Let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace 
and ensue it. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and His ears open into their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. And who is He that will harm, harm you if you be followers of that which is good? Speaking about revival, I love the story of, of Lazarus in John 11. The Bible says that he knew that his dear friend Lazarus was dying. He knew what was getting ready to happen. John 11.15 said, I am glad for your sakes that I was not there. The intent you may believe, nevertheless, let us go to Him. Can you believe that? Jesus said of His friend, He said, I, I'm, I'm glad I wasn't there. That He's going to die. Well, keep reading the story before you get offended. Because the disciples were kind of thinking the same thing. They're like, what are you talking about? You're glad that He's dead. John 11.42 says, And I knew that Thou hearest me always. Jesus is praying before the tomb of Lazarus. And He's saying, Lord, I know that You hear me. I know that You always hear me. Because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe You sent me. See, Jesus said this, I'm glad that He died because I'm going to go to the tomb and I'm going to stand there and a crowd of people are going to gather around and they're going to look at me and say, what's the Christian going to do now? Is he going to fold like a lawn chair or is he going to do something? And the Christian called into the tomb and said, Lazarus, come forth. And if you continue to read in your Bible, it says just a few days after that, people were packed over at Lazarus' house wanting to hear from Lazarus and wanting to hear from Jesus because they believed. Because the man of God stood up and he didn't rebuke the people. He didn't rebuke the naysayers. He spoke the truth of the Word of God. Church, yes, we have revivals because there are some in the body that are sleeping. Sometimes we have to have a revival just for the church to wake us up. Sometimes there's, there's churches in the communities that are just dead. We need to walk in there and we need, to, we need to shake them up. Jesus was approached by a man in Luke 19 that wanted to know how to get to heaven. And he called out to Jesus and he said, Good Master. And Jesus told him there is only one good and that is God. But then Jesus goes on and he tells the man that he thought he had done everything right. The man came and said, I've done this, I've done that, I've done everything. I've followed all the commandments, I've done everything. And Jesus told him in John 19, 21, He said, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell all that thou hast and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasures in heaven and come and follow me. What I'm pleading for is your time. Come and give all that you have. Because there are people around here, there are people right here that are perishing. There are people that are dying. And He told the man, He said, He said, you want to do something good? Go and sell all that you have and give it to the poor. Give your money to your local church. Find you a local body that you, you belong to and give your money to that local church. If you decide you want to give to a couple other organizations, praise God, thank you. But give of your time and give of your resources and give of your talents because there are people that are poor in spirit that are perishing. And I promise you if you'll give, Jesus tells us right here, you will have treasures in heaven. If we want to go to heaven, if we desire to see others go to heaven, we need to be more concerned with treasures in heaven than treasures here on earth. What happens is this. When all we're concerned about is what's going over in our church and nobody else's, all we're doing is dividing the kingdom. I know two things you don't like to talk about. In the church house, people always, man, two things that just people get all tight about is money and
politics. Ooh, I said it. I said it. I said it. Politics. But see, that's what happens. Is we got it, all these, I mean, how many are there now? There's like 15, 16, I don't know how many that are running for Republican, right? And then you got the, the Tea Party. Well, all we're doing is we're shooting ourselves in the foot. Because this one's talking about this one that's talking about this one that's complaining about this one that's making lies up about this one, running ads about this one. When they need to get their heads together and say, who's going to be best for our nation? But we can amen that, but we do the same thing in the local church. It's this one talking about this one that's talking about this one. Did you hear what they did over there? I mean, they let people speak in tongues over there. Can you believe that? Man, they have bands over there. They have choirs over there. Then people have four hours of church over there. Can you believe that? Hey, are people getting saved? We ought to be rejoicing with the local body. That's what we ought to be doing is rejoicing with the local body and encouraging them. Are you going out and talking to your neighbors? Are you going and talking to the people at your, your work? We need to desire that all humanity seek a relationship with Jesus Christ. Now let me just tell you something. Research says that there are approximately 41,000 Christian denominations in the world. 41,000 Christian denominations in the world. You know why the Muslim religion is the fastest growing religion in the world? Because there's only one. They all agree. They're wrong, but they all agree. We have the right answer, but we've divided it up 41,000 different ways. Of the 41,000 Christian denominations, there are over 40 different Baptist denominations and conventions. And the list is extensive. But this is the deal. Jesus sent out 12 men. Mark 16, 15 said, And I said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Go and preach the gospel. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 21 through 23, he says, To them that are without the law, as without law being not without law to God, but under the law to Christ, that I might gain them that are without the law. To the weak become as weak, that I might gain the weak. I made all things to all men that I might by all means save some. And this I do for the gospel's sake that I might be a partaker thereof with you. This is the deal. I want to be a partaker. Because I'm going to tell you something, church. With all honesty, when I was a little kid, I went to a Southern Baptist church. When I got back in church as an adult, it was a Southern Baptist church. I got saved in the Southern Baptist church. I got baptized in the Southern Baptist church. I got married by a Southern Baptist preacher. And I spent two and a half years in addiction in the Southern Baptist Church. Nothing against Southern Baptist churches. It was hellfire and brimstone every week. But I was struggling in my personal life with alcohol. And nobody ever came to my door and said, Brother, can we sit down and talk? I've noticed you, you might have a problem and I want to help you with that problem. I, for two and a half years, I repented every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, every Wednesday night. Every revival, every prayer meeting, I was crying out to God. Lord, help me to kick this addiction. But I didn't have anybody that was coming teaching me how to do it. 
That's why I love Teen Challenge. I left the church that I was on staff at to open up Teen Challenge because this is the deal. It's a discipleship program. And I want to teach them not just get clean, but how to stay clean. How to, how to renew their mind and then prove it because they know the Word of God. In Acts chapter 10, the Apostle Peter was summoned to go to Caesarea to minister to a man named Cornelius in his household. And the Bible tells us in Acts 10, verse 33 through 35, it says, Immediately therefore I sent to thee, and thou hast well done that thou art come. Now therefore are, are we all here present before God to hear all things that are commanded thee of God. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of truth I perceive that God is no respecter. We need to be like Peter. We need to understand that God is no respecter of persons. But as we started with this, Paul says, Therefore that all men pray everywhere, lifting holy hands, without wrath, without doubt. Thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this message and would like to know more about this ministry or consider supporting, please visit teenchallengeuc.org.